0: So did you get the email from, uh, our winner, our, um, uh, cookbook winner? Have you oh, been getting I, those?
1: Um, only sometimes huh. I, I saw her email because I read like your response or something. Right.
0: Yeah. Anyways, I loved her email. She really likes her podcast. <laughs> So it's like, dude, you rock. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. really love what she said about um I like them because it feels less like a slick commerciali- commercialized podcast and more like an inviting chat at a cafe or little restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It makes me happy. It makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she just got it uh, yesterday. She received the cookbook. So cool. She's all excited. And did you see the picture? She included a picture of the cookbook with a little a drawing of um a pink octopus holding a thank you times two sign. <gasps> it's super cute. I wanna see <laughs> Oh wait,
1: I just didn't see that it was at the bottom of the email. Let oh, me see. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's I so know. cute.
0: Isn't it fantastic? That is darling. It's like the best thing ever. I that's have- awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it, it is. It's like we have the most awesome listeners. It makes me so excited.
1: Me, 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 so
0: hungry. Me, 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 so hungry. Hi, I'm Allison, and I'm Rachel, and this is the Me So Hungry podcast. Itadakimasu. Just me, so hungry.
1: Today, as always, we are talking about everything you never knew you wanted to know about Japanese food. And I know, out of the two of us, Allison, you have had something
0: noteworthy to eat this week. I have. Aside from the not so great sushi that I had last night, son and I went out for gelato because it was our seven year anniversary and also the release date of Diablo 3 but that's beside the point. Um yes, <laughs> we're nerds, very much nerds. But anyways, so we went to this little uh gelato place and this was our first time going there. Like we had gone by it a few times. So we went in and we were looking at the flavors and they had some really interesting flavors. They had uh jackfruit, they had creme brulee, which was delicious. They had maple bacon, and they had something that we were especially excited about, which I know you guys would be excited about, too, if you saw this. Um, They had black sesame-flavored gelato, so obviously we had to get that, and it was good. I'm really
1: glad this is not a video podcast, because... The drool leaking out of the corner of my (laughs) mouth might be a little embarrassing. So
0: jealous. (laughs) I know. I know. I mean, we were there and I was thinking, oh, gosh, I have to take Rachel here. I need to take Rachel here. But the problem, which I mean, is not a horrible thing, but the problem is they change their flavors every week. So, you know, there's no guarantee that they'll have the black sesame next time, Like, you know, whenever you can make it out here. But still, I should just take you there anyways, because it's really uh, good. They better have the black sesame. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure they'll have other amazing flavors, too. And but. just to make you
1: feel better, you're not the only nerd. <laughs> uh, because the whole fact of what I did this past Saturday qualifies me for that title just by itself. And what is this? I went to the Long Beach Comic Con last
0: Saturday. <gasps> Why didn't I know about this? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yes,
1: and I wore our taco does not equal taco me so hungry shirt and I'm got it right now, <laughs> and I got five hundred million questions about it, which was awesome because oh it's an God. awesome shirt.
0: That's fantastic.
1: So, so yeah, I have one yeah no yeah one of my friends, um, actually the guy who designed my fish in my mm. logo. Mike Collins, check him out on ThinkingMachine.com. Anyways, he had a booth there and so I went along with his wife, who's one of my best friends. And awesome. We got to be nerds all day.
0: <laughs> it was fantastic. Awesome. I love in, that.
1: In fact, we went to a um we sat in on some some panels and one of the panels that we sat in on was uh for the
0: Nerdist channel. Ooh, I love his stuff. It was awesome. He's fantastic. So, yeah. Yeah, we went to the um, Diablo 3 launch party on Monday, which I think qualifies us as (laughs) (laughs) uber-nerds. Yeah. (laughs) But we got to meet all of the um, people behind Diablo 3, like all of the um, developers and artists, and, you know, the CEO of Blizzard, and like all of these people who, if you know any sort of Blizzard, you know, like World of Warcraft or Starcraft or Diablo... Yeah, we got to meet all those people, and it was awesome. <laughs> so we have signed copies of the game. We are that nerdy. Hey.
1: <laughs> Embrace the nerd. Oh, yes. Let sh- I your nerd emb- flag Embrace the nerd
0: a long time ago. Yeah.
1: This, <laughs> you know, this is one of the reasons why it's awesome that we have a Tofu Nerds Unite t-shirt. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. Nerds rock. Uh-huh. So... On to our topic, for today. <laughs> <laughs> today we are following up our topic from our last episode, which was um, hashi etiquette, or chopsticks etiquette, uh, with a little bit of an exploration of general Japanese food etiquette. Yeah, Because you and I are going to be heading to Japan. We will be. And it's never a bad idea to brush up on our etiquette knowledge so that <laughs> we don't make some
0: huge social gaffe <laughs> yes so we don't get ourselves kicked out of japan for being rude horrible barbarians yeah
1: that wouldn't <laughs> look very good especially you know to our listeners
0: <laughs> yeah we have a podcast about japanese food but we're not allowed in japan anymore because <laughs> yeah <We've been> banned. <laughs> <laughs> i That'd have to wear awful. the hat of shame <laughs> So, yeah, let's avoid that. Yes. So, let's talk etiquette. All right. Most of this etiquette is actually not too exotic. Most of it, is, at least to me, seems like things that are common etiquette here in the U.S. as well. But there definitely are a few that I would not have uh, guessed at. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so, like, when you say common I mean, I I think of you know wait until everyone has been served to start mm-hmm. eating. Yes. Same is true in Japan. Yes. Don't chew with your mouth open.
0: <laughs> no talking while eating.
1: Yeah. No talking while eating. You know the things that that I'm still trying to teach my three and five year olds. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so anything
0: no, that your mother taught you.
1: Yeah. No potty talk at the <laughs> table.
0: <laughs> yeah. However, there
1: are a few things that your mother might have taught you that don't necessarily hold true in Japan,
0: like slurping. Slurping is good. You can slurp your noodles. That's actually considered good manners. Yeah. In fact,
1: if you go into any ramen place and you sit at the counter with your bowl of noodles, <laughs> I guarantee you, you're going to be in surround sound slurping mode. <laughs> Yeah. Because everyone around you is going to be slurping.
0: Mm-hmm. And you can also uh lift your bowl up to your mouth and drink out the broth, like especially when you have miso soup or something like that, which is something that I was definitely told not to do when I was little. <laughs> Unless they give you a, a lot
1: of times they'll give you those um Chinese style spoons. True. True. For something like ramen or something. Mm-hmm. Like ramen usually always comes with the right. Chinese style spoon and then you use that to drink the broth. But if you don't have that, then, you know, they're not going to give you a regular Western spoon if if it's Japanese food. So it's very convenient to just pick that bowl up and drink it.
0: makes so much more sense, too. It does. Like, why waste another utensil when there's nothing wrong with just picking it up and drinking it like a And is it just me? Or when I do it with a spoon, do I end
1: up at least once, like... Dumping a spoonful <laughs> down the front of my shirt because I'm an
0: idiot. I thought I was the only one. Okay, phew. <laughs> <laughs> so glad I'm, all, I'm not alone there. Yes, I'm I'm a clumsy dancer too.
1: <laughs> okay, so we're not going to start eating until everyone is served. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's also important to to start and end the meal, right? Yes, it is. Even more so than a lot of other countries I've been to, I think.
0: Right. Well, not that I can really talk. I've well, only thinking... been to Japan and Vietnam, and in <laughs> Vietnam we just eat.
1: You know, like, I, I when I lived in Paris, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes people would say bon appetit or something. But if you didn't say it, it wasn't like, I don't know. I
0: Wouldn't didn't always hear do it. Yeah.
1: yeah. But in Japan, usually, before you start eating you there's something you say and then there's something you say when you finish. And it's just a way of being respectful of the meal and of who prepared it. So when you start, you say eat the which is actually how we start our podcast. It is. So um literally it translates to mean I humbly receive. And so it's similar to bon appetit, but it's expressing gratitude for People that prepared the food, or were involved in cultivating or hunting the food, and um, and also on kind of a deeper level, I, I think it's acknowledging that living organisms kind of have given their life. You know, it's like this this circle of it's the circle of life.
0: Right. It's really paying respect and acknowledging everything that went into the meal that you're about to eat, as opposed to just eating and not really thinking about it yeah there's this concept
1: in japanese it's called dama and dama is the practice of cultivating generosity and this is kind of you know by by saying this itadakimasu it's kind of recognizing the the dama of the living organisms you know the their generosity hmm that's on like a way deep level
0: though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're getting very spiritual here.
1: So yeah, you sit down. You Before you start the meal, it's kind of a beautiful thing. But you know, you've got everyone at the table. Itadakimasu! You know.
0: Mm-hmm. I had heard it before, but I don't think I really knew much about it last time I went to Japan. Definitely did not say it. Oops. Well... <laughs> you're a foreigner a stupid foreigner foreigner. yes (laughs) Hakajin
1: yes I I made plenty of mistakes where I was grateful that you know people would just assume (laughs) oh she doesn't know better poor thing
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a nice thing nice part about um, not really looking Asian not really looking anything for that matter yeah I could never blend
1: in no matter how much (laughs) I like to
0: yeah me neither
1: (laughs) So, okay, so that's how you start a meal. But they also have
0: something uh, that they say at the end of the meal. I'm not even going to try to pronounce this because I just... No, it's not going to work. <laughs> this is all on you. <laughs> all right, awesome. Um,
1: okay, so when you finish a meal, the polite way to end a meal is by saying, "Gochiso sama dashita. And this literally translates to saying you are a feast preparer
0: okay so, one more time slower
1: <laughs> please <laughs> gochiso sama deshita okay gochiso sama deshita
0: gochiso sama
1: deshita good gochiso sama deshita. so sama oh. is actually a way um, of paying respect to someone it's an honorific word in fact, I always laughed because uh, if you go to the hospital in Japan, some of the hospitals, when you're in a waiting room, like they have these screens that show who they're calling next, and they always in the hospital they always say sama. So, like if they were calling me, they'd be hachin sama, hachin sama, onegai shimasu. It's like <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I feel so honored. I'm sama. <laughs> so yeah. So you're honoring the person who prepared the meal.
0: That's really nice.
1: Yeah. Okay, so we know how to package up the meal, right? <laughs> yes. Front and end. Yep. What are some of the things um, that you think aren't so common sense necessarily?
0: Well, one of the things is how um, presentation is really important in Japanese culture, and especially with your meal, they will, if, if they're, um, giving you individual dishes as opposed to like family style where everybody's eating from the same dishes, um, if they're giving you individual dishes, they'll probably have it arranged in a very specific arrangement. Um, and that's actually really important and you should not be like rearranging it and moving it, you know, to your preference because it actually does matter. Well, I I love that
1: because the Japanese really embrace the concept that the feast should also be for the eyes. You know, they really want things to not only taste delicious, but to be beautiful.
0: Right. And this is something as food bloggers we can really relate to.
1: Yeah. And when you have, you know, say, you, you know,
0: you've got your rice
1: and your miso soup and then depending... On the meal, you know, you could have a ton of different side dishes. Mm -hmm. Um, That makes for a lot of little little dishes. And so it would really matter on the placement the way your eye kind of takes it in.
0: Right. And also the food in the dishes, too, Mm -hmm. is important. Um, Which is, that's another thing that was interesting to me is that you should not just eat everything out of one dish at once. You're supposed to kind of spread your meal over all of your dishes equally, you know, eat a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, some pickles, a little of your main dish, whatever, and kind of do it all equally. Definitely. Have an equal balance of, in the way that you eat your meal.
1: Yeah. And included as part of that is that you should be taking a bite of something and then taking a bite of rice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, rice kind of breaks up everything. And part of that is, um, that rice symbolizes purity and so it's used as a palate cleanser and it's like we talked about in our rice episodes it is the foundation of the Japanese meal they literally use it that way I mean it is it structures the way you eat okay so another thing to think of speaking of eating from you know all of your dishes instead of just eating up one thing all at once and then moving on to something else um, if they place something in front of you, say your soup, you should wait to start eating, even if everyone has their soup. Because uh, usually all of the dishes will be served at once. They don't do courses except for kaiseki, which is um, a really formal style of Japanese cuisine. They're going to give all of the courses at once instead of giving you one and removing the dish and then giving you a new one. So, before you start digging in, you should wait to make sure you have all of the dishes that you're going to be eating for that meal.
0: Right, right. So, you can spread them out. Exactly. It all goes together. Another thing is, um, since we're assuming most of you, and definitely both of us, are foreigners, you know, did not grow up in Japan, are not necessarily entirely familiar with everything you'll eat in a Japanese meal. It's definitely encouraged to ask questions. It shows that you're interested in what you're eating. But, you know, don't interrogate them about it. <laughs> yeah, it could
1: go both ways, you know. <laughs> you want to show them that you're interested. They, they love it when you show interest because it they're very proud of their culture and their traditions and you're able to show that you're interested and then they take pride in that and it makes you awesome. Of course. No, but uh, on the other hand, you can take it too far and
0: yeah. Interrogation is not so good.
1: <laughs>
0: yes. You want the meal to be enjoyable for everybody. <laughs> I yeah, think you don't in want any culture, to. you would not want to be interrogated during your meal. Right. <laughs> it's never and pleasant. It,
1: and remember the goal here is not to get yourself banned from Japan. <laughs>
0: That's the person who asks too many questions. Yes, entry denied.
1: <laughs> okay, so those are just kind of some of the general etiquette procedures, mm. I guess. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about some of the etiquette that's applied especially in eating out.
0: Well, when you're eating out, um something that's pretty common and you may have even seen it in restaurants here in the US or in other countries. Is that you're given a rolled hand towel called an oshibori? It comes in a variety of forms. Okay. It'll either be like a small, white,
1: warm, wet, like washcloth type thing mm-hmm. that they, they um, fold it and roll it up. And if it's that way, then they'll almost have like it's, it'll have its own little dish. Right. And that's your napkin so you use that to to clean your hands and then you roll it up and put it back on the little dish that it comes to you on and use it as needed um oftentimes you will also get like a almost like a wet towelette, but it's rolled again and it's sealed in plastic and and then you know you remove it from the plastic you clean your hands then you use the plastic piece as as the holder
0: mm-hmm.
1: but you also get these i guess if you're in someone's home
0: i seem to recall getting them um On the airplane last time when we were going to Japan. Yes. I was like, oh, that's cool. We don't get that in the U.S. Hold on a second here.
1: (laughs) But it's also always a good idea to carry like a handkerchief or something like that around with you. um, Just in case you're in a situation where you don't have one. Because they do not have napkins typically at a restaurant. I mean they might have these little tiny like waxy ones
0: but they're not very handy. <laughs> All right, so this next one is something that I have a feeling I may have violated last time I was in Japan. Oh, but I know, I'm thinking I, know. I didn't do it too badly. <laughs> oh, I knowingly violated this one when we lived in Japan. <laughs> so, hey. So you are not supposed to eat and walk while you're in Japan. That's something that's considered rude, inappropriate, I guess. And because of that, like if, you're, um, if you buy a drink from a vending machine, for example, they will have a recycling bin right next to it so that you can just stand there and consume your drink and then toss it in the recycling bin and go on your merry way. Um, and there's actually a common practice of, uh, they call it vendo, and this is a group of people just standing around a vending machine drinking um so that they're not actually walking and drinking. Yeah, so we'll be seeing some of this
1: when we go cuz so this <laughs> is you see this during the summer.
0: Yeah, you know? we didn't see it when we were there, but I think we were there a bit too early. But And I think this probably explains
1: why it's so difficult to find a trash can out in public. Oh, seriously. Something okay, how about
0: I'm worried about it's- it's okay to stand and eat, right? Yes. In general, well, more or less. Yeah, kind of. I mean,
1: some people think that it's rude to eat in public, you know, or on the train, but that's not a universal thing. And, you know, you're pretty safe. If
0: you eat. Yeah, I definitely saw people who looked like they lived there eating on the trains. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I can do this.
1: Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> living there with a toddler you just end up
0: giving what you gotta do. (laughs) So
1: (laughs) I figure you just do your best and don't spill stuff on people.
0: That's generally a good, (laughs) good rule anywhere you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So something that, um, in terms of specific dishes, etiquette that pertains to specific dishes, something that I know I've been violating my entire life is this rule about uh, pouring shoyu over white rice? <gasps> oh, I've done that my entire life. I know I'm a horrible Japanese-ish person, <laughs> but that's something that we grew up doing. Is we would pour our shoyu over our rice. Okay, well, every I totally, <laughs> I
1: totally did that too because you know my mom would make great stir fries for dinner growing up, and we. would Put the stir fry on top of our rice, and then we'd
0: add soy sauce. (laughs) So, hey, yeah, but I I think that was probably also like, you know, when you're eight years old, white rice is so bland. So, you know, to make it a little more interesting,
1: especially when you're not growing up in Japan.
0: Yeah, I think they
1: they have a taste. They understand the taste of that. I think Mm
0: -hmm.
1: in a way that especially Americans, don't. (laughs) I mean,
0: I don't know. I think we put sauce on everything almost in America. That's true. That's very true. And living with a Vietnamese man who, yeah, they definitely put sauce on everything (laughs) in their culture. I mean, you have a different sauce for everything. It's crazy. Confuses the heck out of me. But yeah, he's definitely a show you on rice kind of guy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so... You definitely don't want to do this if you're in Japan. So instead, usually they give you a small dish off to the side of your your main dishes. Mm-hmm. And you pour a little bit of soy sauce into that dish. And then you dip whatever you're eating into the soy sauce. But you also don't want to pour a bunch of soy sauce into the dish because then it's just greedy and looks wasteful. And it's bad. So just use however much you, you think you're going to eat.
0: Yeah, and and you also don't want to be pouring a bunch of soy sauce because you're not supposed to be soaking your food in it. Yes. You want it just as a little accent to emphasize whatever it is that you're eating, not overwhelm it, because too much you can be overwhelming. Believe me, I know. <laughs> of course, this comes from the girl who has been pouring soy sauce into her mouth today, but that's beside <laughs> the point. I mean, I had to taste it.
1: <laughs> should, should you explain that comment?
0: <laughs> I'm taking soy sauce shots. Not <laughs> <laughs> that bad. That'd be pretty funny, though. No, I um, I have this um man from a company called Little Soya emailed me a week ago asking if he could send me some soy sauce products from his company. And um, so I just got the package today, and it's this less-sodium, less, soy- bleh, less sodium, gluten-free, gourmet soy sauce. Um, and so, of course, I had to taste it to, you know, see how it compares to normal shoyu. And so they, they come in. Uh, you may have seen these little, like, plastic fish that shoyu sometimes comes in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I've seen it. I have several some times sitting that. on the table in front of me right now, <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. So it comes in these spots, pla- So it's really easy to just, like, drip it out of it, like, a few drops at a time, not, like, dumping an entire shot of shoyu in your mouth. So I've been, I took one of them, and I was squeezing a few drops into my mouth. So, yes, I was drinking shoyu straight up today. I sound like I'm, like, an alcoholic or something. but um, <laughs> I actually should admit that I was, too. <laughs> See, it's not not just me, but yes, normal people. <laughs> In my defense,
1: someone was asking how the taste of Bragg's liquid amino's compared to just regular shoyu, and so I wanted to make sure I was remembering right. So I had <laughs> a spoon and I was, you know, taking like a couple drops of the Bragg's and a couple drops of like some kikkoman and. Just trying to figure out the best way to describe it. So that's well, why I we were, was drinking
0: Show <laughs> <for> you. <laughs> we were doing that last week, too, when I was over at your house. Uh, we were trying the, um, the what's it called? Oh, the bourbon barrel foods. Mm. Uh-huh. That one. We were just pouring it on spoons and drinking it, tasting it. That was good. It was some really good stuff. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Well, a couple other things I wanted to mention. Okay. Um, I... I I would assume this goes for most cultures. However, I have seen videos of like, I don't know, no reservations, stuff like that, where maybe it isn't necessarily the case. So something you should probably know is that you should not be getting blatantly drunk (laughs) in most restaurants. It's considered rude. But also that you should be um, not only pouring for yourself, but also pour for your acquaintance. Acquaintances, whomever else is in your party. Is generally- and actually,
1: in Japan, and I only know this from watching others and from my reading, cause, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in Japan, you actually don't pour alcohol for yourself.
0: Oh, you do not pour it for yourself. So- oh, so you, you only pour it for other people.
1: You pour it for others, yeah. And so you're supposed to check your friend's glasses and, and fill them up. And, and then they should
0: do the same for you. Yes. Ah. Very interesting. So, okay, what about, like, tea or water or whatever else? I don't know if the same rule applies. I'm trying to think back. I mean, I, I feel like, yes, the rule about making sure you pour for everybody else as well applies, but I, I don't seem to recall anything about not pouring for yourself for non-alcoholic drinks. But you know, I'm not the authority here.
1: Yeah, and you know, I mean, so often you're not getting a ton to drink at a meal, anyways. That I don't. Right. I don't know.
0: Um, And the other thing was that I know in certain Asian cultures, it is considered very good manners to uh, burp, belch loudly (laughs) at the end of your meal. Uh, That is not the case in Japan. (laughs) Exnay <laughs> on that idea, yeah. Son,
1: um, yeah. <laughs> Vietnam's like that, right?
0: Uh, mm, could Vietnam? just be son's family. well Because I know
1: that uh, most of the Asian cultures that do that are in Southeast Asia.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's considered rude to be belching in Vietnam. I don't know that it's necessarily encouraged. But, I mean, I definitely have seen, observed people doing so. I am not a very talented belcher, so I have not been partaking in that. <laughs> but S- well, Squirrel could teach you. I'm sure she could.
1: <laughs> Since I seem to have family members that like to <laughs> encourage her abilities.
0: <laughs> I'm sure she and my siblings could get in a great belching contest. And son.
1: <laughs> oh let's not get them started <laughs> yeah no <laughs> so do you think we're ready for our
0: trip I think we're just about ready
1: so this episode has come to an end and we really hope that you feel like you can say we hope you feel like you've feasted on this topic <laughs> and you can continue to connect with us
0: Yes, we have a bunch of different ways that you can connect with us and we love it no matter which way you choose. So if you'd like to call us and leave us a message, we have two ways you can do that. You can either call us and leave us a message at 657 4 me That's 657-464-7639. Or if you're not in the U.S., you can leave us a message on Skype. Our Skype name is podcasts, all one word. You can always tweet us on Twitter. Our Twitter name is at misotalk. We do have a Facebook fan page, so you can go like us over there. Go hang out with us. Um, you can email us at podcast at gmail.com and Of course, we have our website where our episodes and our show notes, and once in a blue moon we have taco tidbits. That is at misofy.com. That's M-I-S-O-F-Y dot com. And lastly, of course, our weekly begging for ratings and reviews on iTunes. Because Because it makes us really happy every time we see a new review or more ratings. So yep and if you do
1: we will say arigato gozaimasu arigato
0: gozaimasu I'm Ella Day, and I'm Rachel Hutchins and you've been listening to the Miso Hungry podcast the podcast that is dedicated to not getting kicked out of Japan Yes, (laughs) Yes, that <laughs> is our general goal.
1: That's <laughs> me so hungry. I have the hiccups. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've had the sneezes all day for some reason. I don't know why. Um, That's strange. Yeah, it is. But just, I mean, it's not even like allergy sneezes just randomly just do that again